Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. It's a special podcast we put together for you to enjoy on the weekends. It features some of the best interviews we did in the radio show during the week. If you'd like to listen to the radio show, you can go to Bongino.com, click on Station Finder, find out where the local station near you is. Before we get to our first interview, let me get to one of the sponsors we really appreciate. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. First up today, we talked with Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire about his blockbuster new film that asks a very simple question the left cannot seem to answer. What is a woman? All right. I'm happy to welcome back to the show. A good man. He's uh, always got some biting commentary on cultural issues of the day. And he's got a new movie out called What is a Woman? It has gone viral. It is uh, a mega success for the Daily Wire. If you'd like to check it out, dailywire.com or dailywire.com slash Bongino. That works, too, if you want to send them their way. Matt Walsh. Matt, welcome back to the show. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. Hey, so the movie's just bananas. It's so crazy. Like, I watched it, and uh, Jim and I, the producer, both saw it. And it's like you can't turn away from it because each interview in the movie is crazier than the last. You just asked a simple question, Matt. What is a woman? And there's one particular answer I loved where the guy uses a circular definition. It's like asking someone what a pen is, and he says it's it's a pen-like device. It looks like a pen. They can't answer this simple question, can they? No, they can't. That was kind of the premise, the starting point for the for the film. We, you know, we realized that when it comes to all this gender madness, we can argue against it. We can shout and scream, and I certainly do plenty of that. But uh, the more I think uh, powerful way to approach it is just to let let the gender ideologues talk. Just ask them really basic questions. I, you know, going into it, the reason we call it "What Is a Woman" is that I kind of knew that. Well, this question of what is a woman brings down their whole house of cards. They, they can't answer it, uh, which is a, which is a big problem for them because, you know, if a man says I identify as a woman and, but then you can't tell me what a woman is, then that statement can't have any meaning. Uh, but what we discover making the film is that actually, yeah, they can't answer what is a woman, but they also can't answer any other question. They can't answer any question at all, really about, about uh, this ideology, about this worldview. Um, as long as if you're asking the question with actual skepticism, like you actually are questioning what they're saying, which is what a question is supposed to do, 
Um, those are the kinds of questions they can't answer. And that's why usually when they're talking to someone, what they expect and demand and get angry if they don't get is just you sit there and they talk and you just nod your head. And uh, any question you ask should really just be a setup for them to launch into some talking point. If you don't do that for them, then they kind of they, they fall apart, as we saw in the film. Yeah, I, I, and it's not just one. It's pretty much every interview. You had that one lawmaker, Mark, uh, whatever they walk, just walk out. And it seems at one point when you're interviewing him that the lawmaker there, it looks like he's looking to his staff. At one point, you bring up the fact that kind of sarcastically, like, you know, there's this kind of telltale way to see if a man's in a woman's room. You know, the guy has, you know, a, like a penis thing, you know, and that's and the guy's like, do you notice he looks off? Was he looking at his staff for an answer? Like, what do I say here when you brought that up? Because if, if you watch the yeah. movie, it's clear as day like he's uncomfortable with this question. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. In fact, his, his uh, aide was right over my shoulder the entire time. And, uh, yeah, as we, as we started to talk and get some of these questions, you I could tell he was very uncomfortable. He kept looking off. Um, he still sat there for, for a while before he finally, I think he was, he was kind of, you could see in his eyes, he was beck, he was beckoning to his staff to bail him out and shut the interview down. Um, but, but she, she never did. So, so, so eventually he had to do it and he walked out and, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty great, but it was also, that's another one where I, I the questions I asked, like if you are, he's, he's a proponent of, um, of the Equality Act, which is supposed to codify this stuff on a federal level and, among other things, means that men can use women's restrooms anywhere in the country. And so you're, this is the legislation that you're sponsoring. I'm asking some real basic questions and, and raising some real basic objections that I'm sure you've heard before. Uh, how do you not have an answer to it? Is it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> We're talking to Matt Walsh about his new movie, blockbuster movie what is a woman everybody's talking about it you can check it out at dailywire.com matt is a podcast as well you should check out so matt i've heard a lot of interesting theories behind radical gender ideology the one that um you know entices me the most and i think explains it more full scope you know is the idea that the left loves division so division for obvious reasons it creates victims and then the left comes in and says look we're protecting you victims against these awful you know capitalists and republicans or whatever um, and that works really well with identity politics, union versus non-union, black versus white, immigrant versus non-immigrant. But they've always attacked the family, too. And this is the perfect way to assault the American family, isn't it, Matt? By teaching a bunch of kids how different they are and how their old fogey parents just don't understand them. Is, is, is that what's really at the heart here? Yeah, I, I certainly think that's one of the things that lies at the heart of this is the attack on um, all of our on our institutions, including especially the most basic institution, which is the family, uh, and that's why that's why they're so upset at Florida with the anti-groomer law. Uh, when, when of course the, the law, as everyone knows, uh, at least if they listen to your show, they know that that law only would would uh, would affect or, right. or stop the indoctrination of kids up until third grade. And, and and you know normal people say, well, why would you want to talk to kids younger than that anyway? Well, that's exactly what the left wants to do because they're trying to sow this division between. They're trying to pull the child away from the parent and away from the parent's influence as early as possible. So I think that's a big part of it. Also, at an even deeper level, this is, I think, gender ideology most fundamentally of all is, a, is an attack just on the concept of truth itself, which is why almost every interview I had eventually devolved into this. Well, what is truth? Well, whose truth are we talking about? What, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because they don't want to admit that we have any shared reality whatsoever. The individual is supposed to be able to invent their own reality for themselves. And I think that's, that's really what, what, they, what they want the most. 
You know, I was going through um, social media this weekend. I've been fascinated by the response to your movie. The movie, folks, is called What is a Woman? Dailywire.com and check it out. And it's just the response from the left just rages from, well, ranges from rage to anger to almost like we face planted here, but let's do a 180 and pretend we won. One of them, for example, you're debating with the college professor guy. And he does exactly that. Well, what is truth? Well, what is a woman? Well, you tell me what a, you're a college professor, bro. Like this is a simple question. That's why I'm interviewing you. And it's a fascinating interview. I saw I left this post on Twitter. Look at this guy own Matt Walsh. And Matt, I swear I was trying to be as objective as possible. I watched it twice and I'm like, owned Matt Walsh. This guy's a college professor who couldn't answer a basic question about this subject. He proclaims not just to be an academic on, but like a really, really important learned academic who's so smart he's teaching other kids about it and he couldn't even answer basic questions from 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 you on the side. And you don't claim any of those bona fides. Yeah, I think uh, it's the left uh, with, with this film, I think they're kind of going through the stages of grief and they're at different phases of it. But, you know, one of the phases is denial. So that's some, of, some of that is just, oh, no, those interviews, Matt was embarrassed in those interviews. I mean, no one can watch them objectively <laughs> and actually come away to that conclusion. But, but also, that's to be expected, especially, it's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to a college professor. We want to talk to one because that, this is a representative of academia, which is a big part of the story. But also, um, I know how much it will upset people that, I, you know, I'm sitting there in, like, my flannel, and I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even go to college. I'm a, I'm a, I have a high school diploma that I'm armed with, and I'm sitting there with this very, person way more educated than I am. And um, it's just, it, it, this is, it's not supposed to work this way. I, I'm not supposed to embarrass him, and he's just supposed to teach me, and I'm supposed to listen. And that's especially in the mind of a leftist. This is just, they're, they're very elitist, and they have a very kind of hierarchical view of the world. And so in that interview in particular, I think they, they're looking at it like, it's almost like sacrilege. The hierarchy has been totally flipped on its head. It's, it's wrong. It, it can't, this can't happen. This can't be happening. And so they just uh, choose to deny it, I guess. Your demeanor, by the way, in the movie is priceless. How you just sit back and you stroke the beard once in a while and just let them talk. It's Jim, wouldn't you agree? It's probably the best. The visuals on the movie. Don't listen to the movie. Watch the movie. Watch it. Don't listen to like the audio book later. Dailywire.com. What is a woman? Uh, Matt, a couple more questions. I'll let you go. So it doesn't it, it speak to kind of the really dramatic cultural shift in this country that the Democrats listening to this show and you and I obviously both know that if you were back in the Clinton, Ross Perot, George H.W. Bush debates, right, back in the day, and a moderator had asked the question, um, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Clinton, Governor Clinton, can you please tell us what a woman is? You and I both know he probably would have laughed. He probably would have said, like, well, that's absurd. Like, is this a real, like, they would have thought it was a setup. Probably would have had his staff come out and say, this is some kind of a joke. We're being set up. I mean, this is the kind of thing that was almost comical back in the day. But now we've come to the point where this is a, an accepted mainstream thought on the left that a woman is whatever you think it is rather than it being an adult human female, which is just common sense. I mean, is there any saving the party from this or do they in throw to the radical left and are they really finished? Are they divorced from common sense? Uh, yeah, I think the Democrat Party is for sure. I, I don't think there's any saving the Democrat Party from, from this. Uh, they, they're totally beholden to it. It goes down. It's just there's, there's no severing the Democrat Party from kind of the radical LGBT and transgender uh, at all. But the good news is that we can, I think, save the Democrat Party, forget about it, but we, we can save the country from it, I think. And that, it's, that's not something that's going to be accomplished overnight, and certainly not with one documentary, but it's, that's something 
that down the line, long term, I think we can. It's a, it's a fight we can win because gender ideology is is so absurd, and, and most people recognize it on such an intuitive level that um, the real thing now is just to get people to the point where they're willing to question it because there's a lot of fear out there. And I encountered that too quite a bit when I'm talking to people on the street. And so that's, that's the hurdle we got to get over is the, is the fear of, uh, of asking these questions and, you know, opposing us. Yeah. We're talking to Matt Walsh again. Uh, it's a new movie. What is a woman? The only reason I brought up Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton specifically, it should be, be careful and uh, there to be uh, more descriptive. It's because, you know, Matt, Bill Clinton and his team kind of realized that they were going to have to make a shift. And, you know, you had that whole Democrat leadership committee thing after they got routed, you know, after two uh, or three losses, Reagan, Reagan, Bush. And I, 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 I think, um, you know, a couple bad losses for the Democrats. I, I'm not optimistic like you, but it is possible that they could lift and shift and say, all right, enough of this crap. One last question. I'll let you roll. So one of the things you uh, you interview a. Um, a doctor in a movie and you bring up the fact that this drug this very powerful drug that they claim is reversible to perform this chemical castration on these young kids is used for sex offenders. And you'll see in the movie folks, there's a very uncomfortable moment where the shifting in the seats, like, oh, I think this interview's over. Um, that's an accurate statement. She just didn't want to acknowledge the hard fact of the matter. Yeah, that's uh, the drug is Lupron. Anyone can fact check me on this. It is the drug they give for puberty blockers for kids, and it is literally, by definition, chemical castration that they have used for that uh, application. B- before that, though, that it's actually originally a cancer drug for men with prostate cancer <clears throat> that, excuse me, is used kind of off-label in this way. But um, you'll notice that she didn't she, – she took issue with the words that I was using. She called the words harmful and offensive or whatever, but she couldn't deny the basic reality right. – because it, it is, it's, that's what it is. This is what we're giving the kids. Yeah, and she, she was probably terrified people would go and look it up. Matt Walsh, congratulations on the success of the movie. You did a public service. It's called What is a Woman? It's available at dailywire.com. You can check out Matt Walsh's podcast there, too. Matt, thanks for your time. We're always welcome back. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate it. You got it. That was Matt Walsh. Folks, check the movie out. It is, uh, it is one totally bananas, crazy interview after that. I mean, you, you'd think you're watching a Monty Python thing until you realize this is real. It's not a mockumentary. That's a real thing, a mockumentary. They do a fake document. It's, a, it's not. It's not Cloverfield where they pretend that it's really a movie. This is actual interviews with people who want to chemically castrate kids, and they can't answer basic questions. Basic questions. What is a woman? Dailywire.com. Check it out. That was Matt Walsh talking with us about the most hated movie on the left. Eh, I don't know. Maybe second hatest. Maybe it's 2,000 Mules, What is a Woman? They're, they hate them both. Up next, we talk to former Alaska governor, now congressional candidate, Sarah Palin. But let me get to my next sponsor first. We appreciate your patience. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Here's former Alaska governor and vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin talking about Biden's war on energy and her current run for Congress. 
I'm excited to have on the show for the first time, uh, former governor of Alaska, former GOP vice presidential nominee, and a good friend, uh, Sarah Palin. Governor, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so good to talk to you. It is. We haven't spoken in so long. I was so happy to hear you throw your name in the ring for the uh, congressional seat in Alaska. I think you'd be such an asset for the country. Um, so just digging right into it, uh, you know, the, the oil and gas, obviously an issue close to you. Uh, you, you. You not only were a governor, but a mayor in Alaska. It's a state floating on petrochemicals. And yet, uh, Governor, we, we have now an administration hell-bent on making sure he bankrupts Americans at the gas pump while Alaska's again floating on a sea of petrochemicals. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Exactly. It's it's disgusting what's going on with the Biden and his, the, his administration's failed energy policy, but it's purposeful what it is they're doing. And it is another step in their desire to uh, see the destruction of America. And I will say it as bluntly as that, because it's so purposeful what's going on. You know, they had promised, Obama had promised so candidly, blatantly, that he was all about fundamentally transforming America. And you only fundamentally transform something for which you have disdain. So he and his ilk, who have uh, been on this mission to destroy, to fundamentally transform the good things about America, uh, they are just going balls to the wall to do so. And much of that does have to do with um, shutting down our uh, natural resource development projects that uh, are more responsible and ethical in the way that we do them than the dangerous, dirty sources of energy that they're relying on feeding America. And, and yeah, it's disgusting. So, yeah, energy is my baby. I was um, a mayor and a governor, but also um, the chairman of oil and gas up here. And uh, that uh, as a commissioner in that position at, at Alaska's peak, we were supplying 18 percent of the U.S. domestic supply of energy. And now with so many things shut down and we are uh, we're struggling and um, it makes absolutely no sense. God created this stuff for us, for responsible mankind's use underfoot. And uh, here, oh, by us. Oh, Biden, whatever his name is. Biden. Everybody and, uh, does. That. <laughs> I do yeah, it, too. Yeah, we yeah, all yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, they're they're a mess, and um, it's pathetic because Alaska and other energy producing states, you know, here we're the Fort Knox of America. We've got it up here: the the minerals, the oil, the gas, the fisheries, the waterways, the strategic location on the globe where we are. So many good things uh, that are potential up here in Alaska, and um, you know they're shutting us down. They want us to be, I guess, a big old pristine national park or something, but uh, Alaskans. No, we, we won't have any of that. Yeah, which is really odd. We're talking to Governor Sarah Palin, now congressional candidate for Alaska. That's odd because Alaskans have figured out a long time ago, uh, Governor, they figured out how to do this in an envir environmentally responsible manner. There were some problems, obviously. We had the spell. We get that. But there were a lot of lessons learned. The pipelines were constructed responsibly. Um, some of the wildlife actually seeks the warmth of the pipeline <laughs> during some, it gets a little cold up there. I'm sure you know that. Um, so that, that, that these environmental arguments are, are, are really not serious. They're not really about the environment. They're just about starving the country of energy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the purposefulness of uh, what the administration is doing. They don't want any solutions. Otherwise, uh, obviously, they would um, be able to empower, enable, open up the land for responsible use. 
And uh, instead, like I say, we're relying on dirty, dangerous sources of energy, even from our enemies, and um, that's a, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, there have been um, issues. Nothing's been perfect about oil industry up here. But when things haven't been perfect, for instance, when I was governor, I sued uh, big oil in order to have them be responsible for any of the missteps that they've taken, like the Exxon Valdez oil spill. No, they better pay up and nice. You know, students fought hard to make sure that they paid up in a decimation of some fishery up here. But that was decades ago. And, um, yeah, since then, for instance, and listen to this. Recently, Biden came into Alaska and uh, decided to close down one million acres in our Cook Inlet where we drill for oil. There has not been a drop filled in Cook Inlet. The workers are safe, the environment is safe, and yet just recently, a few weeks ago, he shut down a million acres. We can't even explore in there anymore, much less just drill with existing uh, rigs or anything else that's up. Hey, Governor, Governor, are you in a UFC match or something? <laughs> the connection's not that great. You're bouncing around. A little. You're not like knocking out someone right now, are you? The connection's not so great. Is that is that like speakerphone or something? Yeah, no, but I feel like it, doggone it. But, um, no, I, I feel like being okay. in a UFC fight. That's why I'm running for office. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're here. Oh, well, yeah, we that's what I want. That it. actually is a perfect segue. I kid you not to what I was going to ask you before. Sorry, just went out for a little bit there. You know, you become not become. You've been a target for the left for a long time. I, I remember when you were the vice presidential uh, uh, pick by John McCain, and you gave that the speech. You know the speech. I mean, my mother-in-law, who is an immigrant to this country. Um, and is a loyal believer in patriot and liberty and freedom, an immigrant from Colombia. The governor, she watched that speech and she called me, gosh, I'm getting a little emotional. That's weird. She called me crying. She was so inspired by you. I mean, you cha- you changed that whole race. I mean, it was downhill for them until you got in. And after that, you became public enemy number one. They were determined to rip you to pieces. So I think a lot of people, me included, who I really like you a lot personally and professionally, wonder like what inspired you to get back in it knowing you're just this is all coming at you again because i have nothing to lose uh president trump called me a couple of times recently even before i threw my hat in the ring here to replace our unfortunately now deceased representative don young and when he passed away the seat came open and uh donald trump and i we spoke a couple of times about this that neither both of us we're in the same boat and that's why we've connected we've we've been friends for many years a connection being that um we got nothing to lose put everything on the line what more can they do to us more what more can they say to us about us um about our children and that's the worst part of course is the tax on innocent family members but uh, no it's there's a time and a season for everything and dan i've been one to preach forever that uh, you know you don't need a title you don't need an office to make a difference get out there and fight for what's right but the good guys in D.C., they need some reinforcement. So we need more votes. And that's why I'm uh, ready and willing and able to get back there and, and fight for Alaska, fight for America. And, um, yeah, being public enemy number one for a while there, that it just uh, it just kind of secured even more fully the bond that I have with uh, President Trump in that uh, he, being 
the real public enemy number one of the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We connect over that. Yeah. Well, we're talking to Governor Sarah Palin, now congressional candidate for the fantastic state of Alaska, an amazing, glorious-looking place, just beautiful. Governor, you know, uh, we have a no-squish rule on this show. We don't have any squishes because I just don't have any time for it. I ran for office. I lost. It didn't work out for me. But one of the things I always respected about you is early on when I was a one big nobody, and probably am a big nobody to other people still, but whatever, um, when no one knew who I was, um, you, you, know, you got behind me. And I'll, I'll never forget when your people reached out and said, you know, the governor wants help. And it's not just me. Um, you didn't get behind people who were fashionable candidates. You got behind people who were conservatives. I remember a candidate you endorsed in the Maryland's governor's race who had candidly no chance of winning. But he was a real conservative and you believed in him. He was a friend of mine and he was so inspired by that. And I just want people to know that you're not some act. This is you're the real deal. I, I saw it. I meant it. And I want everyone to understand that, that you backed me up and many others, not just me. You know, when used the, the your, your power and your social media and your voice to help those people. And I think even though it's one congressional seat, I think it means a lot if you are sitting in it. Oh, I appreciate that. And if nothing else, I am thankful for the discernment that I have, that I, I believe God has put in my spirit a discernment for who who's good, you know, and and who's fake and who's phony and who's not capable and um, who who are the good guys. And you definitely find, you know, you're top, top, top of the list of being <laughs> well, the thank good you. guy. So, you know, these others whom I had the privilege of endorsing early, early on, like Rand Paul, he endorsed me yesterday and he reminded me, you, Sarah, you were there when nobody else would be there for me. You helped me when nobody else would. People knew my dad, but they didn't know me. Uh, Ted Cruz is one who says, I wouldn't be in the United States Senate if it weren't for Sarah Palin. But, by the way, he hasn't come out and endorsed me yet. However, um, you know, it's not. You better get on that. Anybody. Jimbo. I know, no kidding. Well, no kidding. Governor, we're on a lot of stations. We're on one of the biggest ones in Texas, <laughs> WBAP. We love you, Senator. You got to get on that. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I, for what it's worth, I endorse you. I am endorsing. Right, okay, I am officially endorsing Sarah Palin. <laughs> we use By the way, SarahForAlaska.com. I want to get your website. SarahForAlaska.com. Exactly. You should endorse her too. And, but yeah, well, that. You know, you go know, ahead. I'm sorry. You know me. You know me well enough to know I'm not going to support somebody or endorse somebody expecting them then to reciprocate at all. But it is really, really nice when people remember that 10, 12, 13 years ago, if if I helped them out and it was just kind of a curiosity factor perhaps and in, in helping them out and then the media would pay attention to what it is that they're saying and then they would get some ink they'd get some eyeballs and some ears listening to them um I, I it was a privilege for me to do so but it's really nice when people do remember that um because a lot of people in the political and the media arena they, they don't care they don't remember it they use you you know but those who do remember and acknowledge it it's like cool they're not a real politician then just like trump trump came out early to endorse me, uh, but I came up really, really early and endorsed him. And, you know, I felt the wrath of the political machine in the GOP for doing so. But I knew he was the only one who had the balls to take on Hillary, the balls to take on the media. We love you. You're the greatest. Say, You're the greatest interview well, ever. This is the second time you said, like, balls to the wall or ball. We love it. The third time. My, my producer's like, this is the greatest <laughs> interview ever. You are one of the few politicians up there with President Trump who I swear I never know what you're going to say. And it is the greatest. Mm -hmm. that, that's why, Jim, right? This is why we don't have politicians on the show, Governor, because I already can predict the answer. 
answer. A focus group told me to say this. Sarah Palin's like, we're going balls to the wall. I'm like, I love this woman. She's the greatest. Governor, I'm running out of time. I got to let you go. But listen, for whatever my endorsement is worth, uh, I think you're the best. You have always been a friend and, and, and an ideological mentor to me. You've been great to people, some who haven't paid you back. And I know you're not in for that, but I want to pay you back by having you on my show whenever you want. And I want to tell everyone I, you are the real deal. And I think you would be a tremendous asset in that U.S. Congress, far more powerful than one out of 435. So thanks for running and thanks for spending Thank some time you. with us. Thank you so much. You and hey, your words the other night, you did the best show the other night when you were explaining about the tragedy there in Texas and what the root oh, cause thank you. of the criminal activity is. Thank you so much. You talked about you heard that. Wow. Picture. Yes. Oh, my God. It was so you heard good. that. Everybody. Needs thank to hear you. That. Governor. Yeah. What a compliment. Thank you. thank you so much, Jim. Get that on tape. We love you, Governor. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You're welcome back thank anytime. You. You got it. All right, folks. Governor Sarah Palin. Like I said, we can't stand political interviews. You can predict the answer every time. Not Sarah Palin. She's like, grow some balls. Balls to the wall. Like, love it. This is no focus group there. We need more of that. Not less. More of that. That was Sarah Palin. I always love talking to her. Finally, we talked to Maj Chure, the founder of Black Guns Matter. He was terrific. This is an interview you're going to love. He knows he's probably forgotten more about the Second Amendment than most people know. We'll get to that in a second. Let me tell you about our next sponsor. MyPillow. I have a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. They didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow, by the way. Mike's done it again with his ridiculously comfortable My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. This blowout sale that you won't last. So order now. Don't wait. $90 off is really a ridiculous savings. That's, that's incredible. It's taken Mike over two years to develop them, the My Slippers. They're designed to wear indoors, outdoors all day long. You're not going to want to take them off. The slippers are made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code DAN, D-A-N. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the MyPillow, the MyPillow mattress toppers, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-951-7163. Again, use promo code DAN or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code DAN or call 800-951-7163. Here's our friend Maj Touré talking about the latest push to take our guns, take the guns out of the arms of law-abiding citizens. We're not having it. So we usually don't do previews for guests, but you heard him before on Jason Whitlock's great podcast, a friend, Maj Touré, founder of Black Guns Matter. He's so great on this topic of your God-given right to defend yourself. We wanted to have him on the show. Uh, Maj, welcome to the show. What's up, Dan? How are you? Happy to be here. Yeah, it's always good to have you. You're you're always so, uh, well, not only informed, but... You're just so, uh, you put together your thoughts in a coherent way that I think the average listener can understand here on this God-given right to defend ourselves. So I wanted to, if it's okay with you, dig into the Matthew McConaughey thing yesterday. And, and Maj, listen, um, I think he comes off like a likable guy. I think you'd probably agree. Kind of guy you'd probably have a couple adult sodas with, you know what I mean? But I don't take my advice on constitutionally God-given you know, liberties, including the right to defend myself, from Hollywood actors, and I was particularly offended that about his policy prescriptions, like red flag laws, which I think are a government invitation to put guys like me and you on lists. I'm not down with the whole red flag thing. I don't, I don't know about you, but not me. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with it at all. And it's smart of the opposition. It's smart. Matt McConaughey, I think, is from Uvalde, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's from that part yeah. of Texas. Um, yeah, nonetheless, yeah. it's a smart move by the opposition to get a charming guy, a convincing guy, to do this thing. There's a movie called The Devil's Advocate with uh, Al Pacino, yeah. right? And there's a scene he and Keanu Reeves are on a train, and he's telling him like, "Oh, you're like Southern slick. They see you coming." And he's like, me, you know, I'm the hand under the dress of the Mona Lisa. They, 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 they never see me coming. These guys like Matthew McConaughey, Bill Gates, these types of guys, they're like the super nerd that, you, oh, man, he's not a threat. Or they're super charming. Actors generally, not all, because I have friends that are actors and actresses. Generally, there's a certain level of Hollywood, like, sociopathic thing here. Like, your, your, your ability to, to act as a character, he's the same guy that was in Free State of Jones, Somehow that means that we have to listen to you and your intelligence or acting ability translates into intelligence. And it doesn't. And he is allowed to be as charming and cool and witty and all of that as he, he wants to be. And the White House is allowed to, I don't know why, but have this actor in there prescribing what our policy should be. But while he's free to do that, that has absolutely no bearing on my life and my ability to defend myself, my family, and my community. And I think people need to remind that the left has the right to be as dumb and foolish as they want to be. They can express themselves that way. They can hire paid guys with armed security details to do to say that we shouldn't have firearms, and we are free to completely ignore them and hopefully catch their next movie where they're pretending all over again. Yeah. You know, Maj, you've been a, a frequent guest, whether you know it or not, on my podcast and radio show. We played that clip of you on Whitlock's podcast often yeah. and there's so many gems in there i had a, you know in the interest of time i had to cut it down to a couple i like but one of the things you brought up with jason i'd like you to address here too is the hypocrisy of this whole thing too i mean again I, i'm sure the guy's emotions are authentic you're right he's from uvalde i have zero doubt that he was really torn up with it zero but mm -hmm. you have to remember this guy's worth millions of dollars he has right. the ability literally, not figuratively, to go out with these millions of dollars he owns and hire armed private security to secure his life. Maj, you know, struggling inner city folks, people who are living in high crime areas, they, that's not an option for them. So forgive me for not accepting lectures from the Hollywood elites. Kind of hypocritical, isn't it? It's super hypocritical, and it's almost an insult to our intelligence. It's almost as if you know, Biden, these guys, and listen, I like, I like Elon Musk. I like Tesla's. They're cool looking cars. I personally don't want one. However, Biden and those guys saying, well, you know, that administration, just, just get an electric car. It's kind of like that. It's like, you know, just, just get rid of the guns. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. The government will take care of you. Oh, by the way, as I'm being ushered off of the podium by my armed detail, I, I would have much more respect for these guys. And again, like you said, I'm not, contesting the fact that anyone that looks at what happened down there, you're, you're, you're a weirdo if you're not, you know, frustrated. Right. By that. You're a weirdo. Right. With, with that being the case, that still does not challenge the fact or change the fact that you didn't take a principled stand to say, I believe that these firearms are so-called weapons of war so much that all of my detail that is security and, 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 and carry semi-automatic pistols or ARs, I'm not hiring them. There's a great movie called, I think it's Hacksaw Ridge, if I'm not mistaken, where this guy was actually anti-gun. He was like, I don't believe in guns. And he went to war. He got drafted. He went to war and didn't take a gun. That person I respect. 
because you're principled in your stand and you're sticking to it regardless of what the situation is. But guys like this want to lecture to everyone else what they should do and not. But at the same time, you know, it's the medicine for y'all. It's not the medicine for me. And I just think that's a huge contradiction, and we got to highlight that. And, and, again, he's welcome to maybe – maybe he isn't aware that he's a walking contradiction in that regard, but it's our job to use our voice as well to expose that contradiction. That's an odd – I know the movie. It wasn't Axel Ridge. It was uh, – it was Axel Ridge? Was that the one with Andrew Garfield in it where he plays like – oh, yeah, I, know, I, know, I love that. You're right. And it, Yeah, and it reminds me of a story – um, I used to, when I was in the police academy, talking to Maj Torre, you know, Matthew Modine, he's an actor too. He was in Outbreak and that wrestling movie. Um, I, I'll never forget this. This is back in, I don't know, 95. And uh, it's hot in New York City, man. When you get the blacktop, Maj, it's super hot. And Matthew yeah. Modine's a big climate guy, which just an I don't agree that man made climate alarmism is going to end the world in 10 years. I don't. But you know what I respected? I used to see him every morning on his bike. Like, even in the Manhattan 90 degree heat, the guy was worth millions of dollars. And yeah. he was, and I was like, okay, like, I don't agree with him, but you're right. I respect it. What I totally don't respect is, like you said, these, these rich Hollywood elitists with their armed staffs around them telling a bunch of people in Baltimore, Maryland, hey, hey listen, Daddy O, you're on your own, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that, that's it. That, that's just like a kick right in the balls, man. I mean, come on. People have constitutional rights, whether they live in Baltimore or Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's right. just frustrating. These guys yeah. need to have, if they're open, and I want to believe, I don't fully believe, and I'm not very confident, but if I want to believe that they genuinely want to have good faith conversations about what can keep our children safe. When you're talking about telling young people in the entire administrations, just run, just hide, and possibly fight, you haven't told them what they're running to. They have no idea of what firearms sound like in a, in a concrete building, how sound travels. They, you're not even, they don't even know where to run. You're telling them to hide. You're tell, and I get it. You may think that that's the case. Maybe you should bring someone that actually trains, that knows about ballistics, that knows about escaping, that knows about firearms ownership, organizations like Faster Saves Lives, Black Guns Matter, that can come educate people on how they can actually be safe and not make these young people and the administration actual targets. I want to believe that if they were open to a good faith conversation about a holistic approach to solving this, which ties into the psychotropic meds and all that other stuff, I would be open, and I think everybody would be open to sharing that information with them. But my gut, my gut, and a little bit of history tells me that they just, you know, like, like the interviewer said, are you just grandstanding right now? My gut's telling me that some of these guys are just grandstanding for the moment, and that might have just been a dry run to see if this guy's going to, like, be a Texas governor or uh, run for president at some point. That's the only thing that I can do until they actually do and say a thing that's keeping our actual children safe, while preserving individual rights to keep and bear arms. And Maj, he's free to run for office. I, mean, I did it. I, I lost. I did it. I took. I did it three times. I mean, it's hard. Running for yeah, office is. is hard. You got to knock on the damn doors. You got to raise the money. You got to eat a thousand chicken dinners at Lincoln Dinners. It's hard. If he wants to do yep. the work, he can do it. So uh, follow Maj, by the way. He's at Maj, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E on Twitter, at Maj Touré. Please, he's, a, he's, he's just a really, really good guy. And um, you, you won't regret it. At Maj Torrey. Maj, one more thing I wanted to address with you here and take your time with this. Um, I, I, um, I don't 
trust the government. You don't, you, you know, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I just don't. I'm, I'm sorry. They've, I have no reason to trust the government after Spygate, the Hunter Biden laptop thing, the metadata spying. I'm, I just not interested. I don't trust concentrated power. So red flag laws, which would give government a reason without due process to come to your door and confiscate your weapons, combined with what they call universal background checks, um, are a danger zone to me. I explained this to my listeners before because uh, really what they want are private to private background checks, meaning if you wanted to give to your son or a relative or whatever, your firearm and they're not a prohibited possessor, um, the government, that's not their business. The government right. wants a, quote, universal background check because they want to make sure they know where that gun is, even if you want to give it legally to your kid. Now, put those two together. Now you've got red flag laws, a reason to come to your door. Maj Torre, everybody knows you're the founder of Black Guns Matter. It's no mistake that you, you know, like your constitutional rights. Now they have a reason to come to your door because of a red flag. Someone doesn't like you. And second, they know where every single gun is and who you gave it to because there's a list. That's the real reason they want universal background checks. Criminals don't get background checks, Maj. They're right. criminals. They're prohibited right. possessors. Your thoughts on that? So first and foremost, this this what they're doing showcases a bigger move on a chessboard and shows their general intent in regards to the lack of respect that they have for law enforcement that they say they love and care for so much because they're not going to go to execute the red flag and get me out of North Philly where I live or any of my friends. They're going to send law enforcement guys first year, second year, third, whatever. They're going to send guys in there with firearms because someone said that I may have uh, something and in doing so, Oh, where's that gun that you want to give to your son? They don't care about law enforcement so much that they would send them in Texas and Florida and Georgia and Utah. They would send these law enforcement officers to a place to violate someone's fourth amendment rights, then violate their, uh, uh second amendment rights, potentially putting those law enforcement officers at risk of death. Cause the constitutional guys that I know that know that they just want to be left alone, like old dudes, listen, young whippersnapper, leave the old dude alone. He just wants to have his sandwich, have a great day, go to work and go home. You keep poking that bear to those constitution, freedom, liberty, loving Americans that are, that are actually the salt of the earth. Those are the people that you're picking on veterans, law enforcement agencies, law enforcement uh, officers, retired and things like that. People, working class people that just want to do the right thing. You'll send law enforcement officers there and you'll have a potential where there will be a standoff. That's how much they don't care. That's how much that they are willing to get power by any means because the vast majority of people will just comply because, the, 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 you know, the general public wants to do the right thing. We don't want to break laws. We don't want to be violent. We, we generally aren't. So with that being the case, that just shows how much they don't care. The irony is, again, same, same thing with these guys writing this stuff. If they said, you know what, we really think these are weapons of war, we want to principally say we don't even want law enforcement to have these. If you really thought that, you know why they wouldn't do that? Because they'd wind up having to say the same exact thing that we as firearms owners say. Well, how would the law enforcement officer protect themselves from the bad guy that won't follow the rule if they don't have the gun? So they're walking contradictions while their moves, if you pay attention, they're very crafty. While when you look at them, you see how much they don't even care for their own agents of the state. It's a walking contradiction. It's time for Americans to wake up and you have to push back. We've been too quiet 
because we're respectful, freedom-loving people. Hey, do your thing. I'll do my thing over here. That only works when that right to let others live and let live, that only works when that right is being reciprocated. And it's not now. We have to speak up more. You're darn right. Folks, please give this man a follow. He is um, on Twitter. He is at Maj, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Give him a follow. He is a really great guy. known him for a long time. Speak from the heart, my friend. You're always welcome back on the show. Maj, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. Talk to you in a bit. You got it. That was Maj Ture with Black Guns Matter. We'd like to tell you about our final sponsor. I'm going to get to the close of the show. All homeowners, rising inflation and insurance rates are concerning. Did you know one of the easiest ways to save money is by reshopping your home and auto insurance? Policy Genius customers saved an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance. Policy Genius, it's your one stop shop to find and buy the insurance you need. Head to policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com to get started today. Policy Genius will show you price estimates for policies that fit your search. If you like what they find, they'll get you switched over for free. Customers who bundled their home and auto policies with Policy Genius saved an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying. The team at Policy Genius, they're on hand now at every step to help you make decisions with confidence. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. Head to policygenius.com to get your free home insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Thanks for listening to this special Sunday podcast. I think you really enjoyed that uh, interview with Maj Torre. Ladies and gentlemen, the right to defend your own life, uh, that is a God-given right, a capital R right. That is not a right granted to you by the Constitution. That is a right protected by the Constitution, and we should defend it. We should always defend it. That's why they put in there explicitly in the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. Thanks a lot for listening. If you'd like to listen to the radio show, again, go to Bongino.com. Click on Station Finder and find find out where I'm on near you. Thanks again. See you on Monday. You just heard Dan Bongino.